You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 71. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. I never fully appreciated the proverb, necessity is the mother of invention, until I became a business owner. It didn't take long to realize that There are busy seasons in a private practice and teaching studio, and then there are slow seasons. Very, very slow seasons. Summer just happens to be the slowest of all, which has made it absolutely necessary to create new revenue streams in the form of programs, classes, and online courses. In this episode, Jamie and I are talking all about the opportunities we've created in our own businesses what's worked, what's completely failed, lessons we've learned, and how we've been able to fill in the gaps during otherwise slow seasons. Jamie, you just finished up your summer music therapy camp at Harmony Garden, so tell us how it went. Yeah, we wrapped the three-day new song music therapy camp um, on Saturday. It's a three-day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday camp, and it took us most of the the two months of summer prior to it starting to run it or to get it all set up and running, Um, but it was great. We had 52 campers that enrolled in it, which is more than last year by um, almost 10, so we were very happy with that. Our campers are anywhere from, the youngest was Riley, so 15 months, um, and our oldest camper was in his 60s. They're all broken up by age, and it's all abilities. All the children's groups are very inclusive, and it's geared towards special needs um, campers and their families. But it was an absolute wonderful three days. Um, The first day, we had a couple, like, ah moments as we were getting to know the campers, and the campers were getting to know us. But um, our music therapists are fantastic, and our nursing staff, and so everything just came together so well, and we were able to finish it off with with a big uh, showcase to the public and for all the families to come to on Saturday. And I've heard nothing but great things since we wrapped it up. So it feels really good to have run that successful camp and also for the fact that it's done now for the summer. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I was going to say it, it must be kind of a relief to have it in the books and to have it have been successful. And I'm sure You needed a little time to decompress afterwards. I know those can be super exhausting, but I'm I'm so glad that it went well and that you had such a great turnout. That's amazing. Your preparation for that camp is sort of what inspired this week's episode. We've been kind of talking about the different programs that we've created throughout the years at our private practices and different ways that we kind of vary our services um, aside from providing one-on-one music therapy services as well as classes and so I thought it'd be kind of fun to dive more into that but I think we should also kind of talk about the summer when you're running a business and it's based on mainly children. I know that for us we mainly serve children from zero up to age 21 as well as adults but but we are kind of centered around children And that can be tricky during the summertime because there are vacations, there are downtimes. People like to sometimes take a break in the summer. 
And that can pose a bit of a challenge when your business is based on bringing in regular revenue and you don't have that for several months. Have you experienced that over the years at Harmony Garden? Oh, yeah. There's definitely, you know, your peak months where you know that you're going to have a lot of income. And then there are your months like July where you just don't. And it's almost shocking when you're looking at the numbers to see what the gap is um, in what comes in. And I think it's because, you know, in June, you still are wrapping up all the school year programming. So there's a little bit of of an overlap. And then again, in August, it doesn't feel as bad because you're gearing up and some of the income is coming in for September and your fall programming. But that month of July, uh, for me, is always just a little alarming to see how big the gap is in the revenue that comes in uh, for our programs. Yeah, it's especially challenging here at Music Therapy Connections because several of our larger contracts are school-based. So obviously during the summer, those schools, luckily one of the schools does have an ESY program. So we do have some summer services, but <clears throat> sorry, but then there are those weeks after the school year wraps up and before the new school year begins where it's like, oh, we should probably make up for this income that we are not going to be bringing in. In fact, um, a couple of summers ago, when we were first really, really growing in our business and we had brought on lots of new team members and we're just, we couldn't really keep up with the growth. And we were really hard hit with that summer season where we just didn't plan in advance. And Katie, my, my co-owner here at Music Therapy Connections and I actually did not pay ourselves for an entire summer. And that was a big wake-up call for us in realizing, okay, we need to start being proactive here because we can't do this every summer. We need to right. figure out ways to make up for that lost income because right. otherwise it's it's pretty painful. It definitely is. And, and it's hard because being the business owners, um, the responsibility does come down on us because uh, we can't – the option to not pay our therapists and our employees – is not one. So, you know, the, the unfortunate option is to decrease our own pay or not pay ourselves like what you had to do. That's tough. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was a real challenge. And it was kind of a bummer after being on this really fast-moving train for so many months where we were seeing growth and a lot of progress in the business. And then to just hit this sudden lull, it's like, oh, this, this is tough. So it was really at that point that we started planning like our entire year in advance and really just kind of planning around those seasons like you were talking about the ebb and flow of the busy times and the low times so that we saw more of a consistency throughout the year. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that you have created in order to fill some of those gaps income-wise and Um, and also just kind of boost your business during slow times of the year. I felt like this is something that I'm always, uh, I've always tried to change um, as I've grown and as Harmony Garden's grown. I've tried different classes that may be more appealing for families. I've tried different camps and and things like that. Um, What I have found for Harmony Garden is that um, using the word camp 
in Jackson for our existing programs that already run. So like I've done Sprouts camps, I've done um, our day program music or music therapy day program camp. It's the exact same program that that exists during the school years, but we add that four-letter word, and it allows for some respite funding to be used for special needs here in my in my county. So I've, I've dabbled with this and worked, because changing and adding things that are completely different and out of our wheelhouse and not what we offer regularly in the summer almost has not, it's been more work than it's worth, I've found. So using the existing programs and adding the word camp has just opened uh, a door for some of the individuals in our county that haven't been able to afford our programs before to use their own respite funding for them uh, through our community mental health. So that has been one of the ways that I have kind of added um, a little bit of programming without adding programming. I guess it's a sneaky way of doing it. In addition to that camp, we then for like three or four years had been talking about running this large camp in Jackson, which is the new song camp. Um, It doesn't give a ton of extra revenue to Harmony Garden. I am paid like a camp director um, stipend for it. However, I see now for two years the carryover that it might have or that it has had for um, visibility towards uh, some of the clients that I have never met and just being able to then access more individuals seeing Harmony Garden in this new partnership that we have with the nonprofit. It's called Compassionate Ministries of Jackson County that we partnered with them to be able to get grant funding and provide this camp with scholarships and everything. But through that, those partnerships and those kind of extra things that we've done with the word camp, uh, that's kind of what I have done to fill in those gaps uh, for funding that isn't there as much in the summertime. That is so genius that you're utilizing those community resources and really taking advantage of the funding that's out there and just making that simple tweak. That's so fascinating that that would open up so many doors that way. That's that's something that we'll have to keep in mind because we've never done a music therapy specific camp. It's something that we've talked about doing and I may have to pick your brain more about this (laughs) in the future. It's definitely something that we'd love to explore for next year. But I like also that you mentioned going out of your wheelhouse and how sometimes that can lead to some fails. And that was definitely our experience the first summer after not paying ourselves for an entire (laughs) summer. Um, Our first thought was, oh, we need to just offer more programs in the summer and so we went a little bit crazy coming coming up with all of these new programs, things that we don't typically offer during the year. They were things that were really fun for us and things that we enjoy doing, but they weren't things that our market was used to and that they were necessarily looking for. For example, I offered a songwriting camp and I think I had, you know, a few people sign up for that, but it wasn't nearly enough to make up for the effort that I was putting into it. Yes. You know, it wasn't a huge return on my time investment. Um, It was fun and it was a learning experience for sure. But that same summer we offered a drumming camp. And again, that was something that was a little bit outside of what we typically do and both of those things didn't go over super huge and so that's when we realized okay we need to kind of go back to basics and maybe just beef up what we already know that we can do 
really well. And so from that point, we started thinking about, okay, what has worked for us during the year that we can simply add during the summer to kind of make up for that decrease in consistent income in the summer. And one of those things was um, our listen and learn classes. And those are super popular all year long. We offer the early childhood zero to three classes as well as the preschool three to five classes. But we've never had anything for kind of that early elementary age. And so one of the new programs that we came up with, I was telling you about this a little bit before we started recording today, Jamie, is a a transition into lessons class. We call it Listen and Learn into Lessons. So it's kind of like um, another step in our Listen and Learn series for older kids. And so the name is already familiar to our audience. A lot of our families already have kids, siblings that fit into that age group. And when we opened registration for that program, which started at the very end of May, we ended up completely maxing out the original class and ended up adding another section of that same class is how popular it was, which was thrilling because I think it solved a gap in what we provide, but it was also a nice way to kind of boost our income at the beginning of the summer. So we've continued that program throughout the summer, and we're going to run another round of it in the fall as well. So that's that's one thing that we've done. And then the other big way that we make up for income lulls, not just in the summertime, but also during the year, like around breaks, like holiday breaks and things like that, is creating online courses. And this is a little bit different from everything that we do here in the studio because it is marketed more towards other music therapists as opposed to community members who come here for services. But it's something that Katie and I have done on our own and together outside of Music Therapy Connections. And so we just kind of combined forces and over this last year have been releasing online CMTE courses on a pretty regular basis. And those are great for boosting income because you spend a lot of time creating it. And then once it's done, you put it out there and you can continue bringing in revenue with that down the line. So those have been the two big things that we've done this summer, but I think it really just comes down to planning in advance. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, and you know, I like that you brought up your online courses because um, as a music therapist who needs to get her CMTEs uh, every every five years, um, I like knowing where they consistently come from. It's nice that you do those with regularity for the therapists like me out there looking for these courses. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's something that is really fun to do. I love creating. I love using my creativity and also combining my experience working with clients and students and then taking what I learned from them and through those experiences and sharing them with other music therapists. It's I think a good way to kind of reinforce that what I'm doing here has bigger uh, repercussions in a good way and and that they can benefit other people. So it's kind of a twofold benefit, I think. The financial one, you know, is obviously important for the business and to make sure that we can continue to pay our employees and our teachers well. 
but then also to just have that satisfaction of reaching a larger audience. I also like that they're pa- it's passive income, really. You know, so you've created, you do all this work, but then you can relaunch it in six months or relaunch it in a year or two years, three years. It doesn't necessarily matter. The stuff you've created is not necessarily going to become irrelevant, especially uh, um, for music therapy professionals. We are always going to be looking for um, CMTEs, and there's always new music therapists coming out. So even if people have done some of them, it doesn't mean that in two years, you can't offer it again. You have a whole new batch of music therapists interested. So that passive income thing is something I've looked at and thought about and been trying to kind of brainstorm how um, to get some of the materials out that, that are more shareable that you know I might be able to bring in some income on. Uh, I just haven't quite for myself, gotten to the implementation of it yet. I have ideas. Ideas are always there, but you had to figure out how to bring them oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the hard part because we are, we're all creative as a profession. I think we've got plenty and plenty and plenty of ideas. But yeah, it's that action that's the hard part. But I've found that when you have kind of a template for taking those ideas and implementing them, it becomes easier each time. I remember sitting down to create my first course years ago and it was so daunting. It was really hard to figure out, okay, how do I break this down into chunks where it's easy to accomplish one piece at a time? It doesn't feel super, super overwhelming. And that's been a learning experience really. And with each course that I've created over time, I feel like it gets a little bit easier. The course that we created just a month ago, the Movement Props in Practice course, was so much fun to create because I had that experience using those skills in practice and then to be able to put that into this template that I've kind of perfected at this point felt really easy. And that's something that Katie and I really celebrated, the fact that we were able to take this idea, come up with an outline come up with really actionable steps and break it down into a process that felt really good. And really from start to finish, we created the entire course in about two weeks time, which if you would have told me, you know, three years ago that I'd be creating CMTE courses in two weeks, I would have laughed at you because back then (laughs) it was like a two month process, if not more. But it does, it's, and it's also that that promise of having that product then that is existing and it's out there and it's done. And so while it definitely doesn't feel passive in the beginning, it's it's then done for you and, and you've got it to put into practice down the road. But, you know, I think the same is true for any new program that you create. I'd love for you to weigh in when it comes to your camp. So as far as programming it, like each day coming up with the activities and what it's actually going to consist of. Is that something that you can kind of um, create now and then implement in a very similar way each year? Yeah. So actually, I'm glad you brought the camp back up um, because the new song music therapy camp is based off of the Eric Rickstar winter music therapy camp that takes place at Michigan State University um, every year. We just celebrated our 16th year with the Eric Rickstar winter camp in Lansing. I've mentioned before that Eric 
that the camp is named after was my first music therapy client, and he passed away six months after I started student practicum with him. He was 13 and um, just passed away due to complications with his cerebral palsy. So this camp got started because of his family's love of him and knowing how much music meant to him. So this camp then, we've had 16 years of building with myself um, and Cindy Edgerton, the music therapist who runs the community music school in Lansing. Um, We were very, very active together, always (laughs) changing, altering, working on scheduling, um, figuring out how long sessions should be or what is too long for a session, depending on the age and what are the popular sessions and popular instruments. We have 16 years worth of figuring this out. And probably around year 10, I think we could almost both confidently say like, we've created something that you could lift up and place somewhere else. And so that's exactly what we did with New Song. Um, We were unable to call it the Rick Starr Music Therapy Camp and move it somewhere else due to the legalities with Michigan State University. However, the family is absolutely more than willing to share the... um, the way that the camp is. And we then have the new song music therapy camp modeled after the successful Eric Rickstar winter music therapy camp. So each day we have these schedules and they, they, um, camper groups are broken up by colors. So yellow, green, pink, blue, and red were the colors we had this year. And it's all by age. So to me, the colors mean their age, but they've also been their ages for so long that like you couldn't put orange in and have it be like babies because it just doesn't work. They're like the teenagers. <laughs> you know? So it's just funny because the colors mean something to me. Um, but then their bins and everything are color coded. They have wristbands, like the ones at the fair that then um, everyone in that group has those wristbands on volunteers as well. So that we always at a glance can see who belongs in which room when and there are schedules posted everywhere Um, they do things that are very active from movement and parachute and stretchy band to things that are a little bit more passive like music listening and song stories and then all of the active music making in between Um, we have things that we call play a song or um, what else like tap shake, snap, things like that. Um, and we try to name the titles of the classes, which, you know, each thing is about 30 to 45 minutes, um, sometimes an hour for the adults. And then they switch therapists or they switch rooms or they might have a couple back to back, but everything kind of melds together in these little blocks of time that are dedicated to a structure, but they don't have to stay within that structure. And we leave the therapists um, very open to doing and creating what they need to, depending on how confident and strong they are for their skills. So again, a lot of the music therapists have been working. um, Rick Starr have also, some of them came to New Song this year. So we have uh, three of the therapists that were at New Song have done the other one. And it's just fun because I know them and I know how they do music and then from a scheduling perspective able to put that together in a way that's really successful for the campers so that they're really active and then they're down Um, and then they have their lunch breaks in there um, which the campers provide all the lunches we have nursing staff that does things like diapering and um, feeding tubes and anything medications they help make sure that our camp is peanut free so they go through every single lunch that comes in to make sure that there is nothing um, peanut or nuts in it so that 
we can say that we are peanut free. Um, and we do a volunteer training. So all of our volunteers come before the camp even happens so that we can go over things about person first language and, um, how behaviors are communication and, um, educate on some of the medical conditions of the campers that we have coming to our camp that time. So we really have put this thing together that, we know works. And it was really fun when we put new song here last year for the first time, um, myself and, uh, the co-therapist who runs it with me, her name's Becca. We were like, Whoa, that felt like year 10. Like, how is it possible that our first year of doing this camp here in Jackson could feel like it was the 10th year that we've been doing it all the time. And that was some of the feedback we got was like, I can't believe this was your first year. This was, you know, a great, a great camp well run. (laughs) It's because we have this thing that we know that works. And I'm just lucky enough that I helped start the other camp just 45 minutes north to where I could bring it down to my hometown and and offer it here. So, I mean, there's a lot of work I think that goes into the planning of it. We also then have to get all of our volunteers. I think that's probably the most difficult and then pairing them with all of our campers. We offer every family, no matter the challenges that their individual has, um, the ability to leave their camper in a safe place where we will put someone one-on-one with them if necessary that we believe is a good fit. And if we can't find somebody, um, which is rare, then we will require the family to stay. But most of the time we are confident in finding somebody who is able to be one-on-one with their camper to give parents that um, time where they can leave for three days, which that's, I think, sometimes when the parents come, that's one of the most positive things that they have to say is, I can't believe I just left my whole family of three here and was able to go off by myself for three solid days and that they felt safe doing that. But it's because we know what we're doing. We've hired a good staff um, and created a really safe space for these individuals to come and do music therapy. That sounds like a huge undertaking. It sounds like so, so, so much work. But some of the things that you mentioned are things that I never would have even thought of that you would have had to make sure you were covering prior to planning out this camp. And so I think that says so much about learning from experience and having that that great template to work from, like the Rick Star Camp. And to have learned so much from that, to not have to reinvent the wheel, to take what you learned and implement it somewhere else where even more people can benefit from it. So that's amazing. And I think it's so true about any camp that you create, any course, any class curriculum. We kept having to remind ourselves during the creation of the Listen and Learn into Lessons curriculum That was built completely from the ground up by one of our instructors here at Music Therapy Connections. And it was a lot of work, a lot of hours that we paid for on the front end to create that class. But we just kept reminding ourselves like, okay, this is being created right now. Once it's done, it's done. And we can cycle through it as many times as we want to. We can cycle through it three times a year. The materials are there. The recordings are there. All of the materials are there. And that's something that we've learned about all of the services that we provide. All of our classes have a template now. And of course, you know, we change them up from from session to session. We add new songs. We freshen them up. But the bones of each are there. And 
they only get better with time. And that's something that that we have to think about each time we take on a project or anything that that's going to require a lot of work in the beginning because the payoff is is so valuable. Yeah, and you want to know that you're creating something that is going to keep moving forward. You know, the the classes that you have mentioned that kind of maybe crashed and burned or that I created that just, you know, we're not going to be worth it um, in the end. Like you did, we put a lot of work into that stuff. So I feel like maybe with time and in years of knowing what works for us um, and for our offices, just being able to focus in that and, and know where your gaps are so that if you are paying someone to create a curriculum, um, that it's going to be a curriculum you can keep using. I'm doing something similar right now. Um, one of my therapists, um, who is going to be, unfortunately for me, leaving in a couple weeks just because she lives so far away from Jackson. Um, but she has been putting a lot of time into creating a curriculum that we are implementing for the first time with our Jackson School for the Arts. So Harmony Garden is too small physically to house more classes um, because we just need more space. But we have all these Sprouts graduates, you know, and lots of families that want to do more programming with us so we know there's a gap, and so we find we have found this um, nonprofit that's partnering and providing the space, and we're providing the therapists and the curriculum. Um, we're both doing the advertising, but they're doing all the enrolling, um, and we're really excited to be like tiptoeing into that a little bit more, getting more visibility with another place in Jackson that celebrates the arts. You know, they've had dance and art, but they haven't had music, so we're helping them bring music to their programming. But if you're paying for someone to create that curriculum, you want it to be used. You want it to be loved. You want it to be appreciated and for it to have, you know, longevity for what you're doing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually doing a similar partnership this summer at Music Therapy Connections. This opportunity kind of fell into our lap, actually. We've been working with the Occupational Therapy Assistant Program at a local community college. We've been trying to get this program off the ground for a couple years, but the funding just hasn't been there from their end. And in the meantime, he contacted us about having one of his student groups this summer create a program for us as a, as a class project. And that has worked out beautifully because they came up with a a music-based handwriting group class that they completely created the curriculum for. They they came up with all of the class contents and they're teaching the class. And we offered it as a free pilot program to our – we just sent it out to our email list and the class filled up immediately And we've had people asking us, oh, when are you going to offer this again? That's such a great idea because it is combining those really important skills like the the handwriting with music, which people are already accustomed to coming to us for. But then we've got that that extra component of the occupational therapy piece of it. So I'd love to do more of that. And that, you know, works in our favor. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I love – I really, really like that. Yeah, and I think it's an untapped market. I know there used to be – the director of the program was telling us there used to be a handwriting 
class offered um, through another occupational therapy program here in town. And they actually had to discontinue it because of the overwhelming interest in it. She just oh didn't gosh. have – Yeah, she didn't have the, the time and ability to fulfill the need that was there. So that's really exciting for us down the road to combine, you know, two different um, therapy modalities and bring in people that – otherwise wouldn't be coming here to Music Therapy Connection. So right. I think anytime you can partner with other people in your community, other professionals, and just have more eyes on your business is is such a good thing. And I know in the past we've gained permanent new students from that and new music therapy clients. So it's definitely – a win-win situation. Yeah, and you said you mentioned that um, you've been trying to get something going with them for a couple of years. I feel like that's what I say all the time: is that like, oh, I've been talking to them for four years. I've been talking to them for eight years. It took me ten years to get in there, you know. But I mean, it, it's it's so interesting. Because I feel like right now, Harmony Garden is at the point where um, all those years are starting to come to. I don't, I don't know how to even put it, but like right now, all those years are all, um, gosh, how am I trying to put it? It's like, they're all like popping right, right yes, now. Everything no, is coming I get it. right now. Um, all that time we've put in with different companies, you know, the, the nonprofit I mentioned earlier, um, I've been talking to them and doing my classes with my kids with them uh, for, well, since Aiden was born. So seven years ago, they found out there was a music therapist around town and just, just talking and making those relationships and revisiting. It's so important. Um, and I feel like those are the kind of classes that in those kind of partnerships that we create they're going to be the places that might do more camps and different things that can in the future help with the income gaps that Harmony Garden has in order to then jump on board with more of their programming and and help them figure out more programming. All those partnerships I feel are, um, they're so important and uh, definitely worth the years of time that I had spent talking and brainstorming and trying to come up with ideas with them. Yeah, persistence pays off is what we're learning too because <laughs> we're having the same experience this summer. You know, all of those years of networking and follow-up emails and follow-up phone calls are coming to fruition and it's really exciting to see and it's something that I keep hammering home to the rest of my team. It's like, let me tell you a little bit of history about yes. my relationship with this person yes. and the fact that, you know, I could have given up after two years, but it kept going and now here's this brand new contract that's giving you work, it's letting us serve other people in the community, and it's ultimately, you know, benefiting all of these different people. So there's there's just so much benefit, I think, to diversifying your services in ways that also are along the lines of what you're best at and what your company is best at providing. I'm yes, I did crash and burn a few times, but that was a big lesson in yes. learning that, you know, what is in your wheelhouse is where you're going to thrive, both, you know, professionally and financially. Let's continue the conversation in the comments of the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com. Or you can email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram, at rachelrambach and at listenlearnmusic. 
And you can also find Jamie there at HG Music Therapy. As always, I'm so grateful that you took some time out of your day today to listen to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll share it with a friend and maybe even take a minute to rate and review the show. We'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.